Hey guys, welcome to a special episode of Pod Me Us. The crew here, everyone at Pod Me Us World Headquarters. We felt like we just had to take a minute to respond to the unprecedented and highly hilarious events at our nation's capital the other day. Um, we know you're confused now, you're scared. You probably have a lot of questions. Questions like, why did the police just blatantly let the protesters inside of the US Capitol? Why was barely anyone arrested? And if you commandeer Nancy Pelosi's seat in the House chamber while wearing a Viking helmet and yelling freedom like Mel Gibson and Braveheart, do you then get to be Speaker of the House? And the answer to that is yes. That's apparently how the House rules work. It's based on this technicality. It's you know how these kind of arcane congressional rules are. This random guy from Idaho does actually get the chance to be House Speaker for the next two years. David, are you looking forward to the speakership of random Viking hat wearing guy from Idaho? Do you think it'll be an improvement on, uh, on Nancy Pelosi? Uh, you know, since random Viking hat guy burst onto the scene just yesterday, he's touched millions of people across the country mm-hmm. with his Viking hatness and uh, painted face and bare chest. And most of all, his uh, total lack of context and speech. And so if he keeps if he keeps mute in that seat over the next two years and just doesn't say or do anything, I'd welcome an occasional random yell of freedom a la Mel Gibson and Braveheart at his discretion. But if he just sort of shuts up and sits there for the next two years, I think I think some interesting things could happen. Yeah, I think he's playing the cards close to the vest so far. He's a man of few words, which I think the American people like. And like you say, lack of words, also just a lack of being Nancy Pelosi. So, yeah, uh, he has that going for him, too. For sure. Uh, I feel like maybe he would have been the one just to, if, if he had been in the running, who knows if the force the vote campaign could have taken off or any other eventualities might have brought him there other than this, mm-hmm. this, this loophole that now puts him there. We'll see. Right. Only we'll, time we'll, will we, tell. We'll see. I think that's true. Time will tell. And so pod me us recording live documenting the terminal decline in the United States of America. This was actually playing out when we were, we have a whole episode we've recorded here talking about other stuff. It keeps happening, like the news keeps changing and we we're trying to record episodes. It's pretty annoying, honestly. Um, yeah, all this shit, it's, it sucks how the world just keeps going when you're not actually looking at it. You need like a pause button. Like let us yeah. finish an episode before this shit happens. We were in the middle of recording a whole episode. We're still going to have it here and I think we'll respond in more detail later on to what happened at the Capitol. But we just wanted to kind of get our thoughts out there real quick. Everyone's talking about this. Everyone's got to have their take. Very important when you're a podcaster. We've got to get our take out there. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't know where you start with this. I guess it's, in a sense, it, it was building towards something like this. I mean, Trump has never really formally suggested that he is going to allow the transition of power up until this the statement he's just now released after being banned on Twitter for several hours. But 
Trump yeah, was even like, that just even that just came out like as we were about to record, and I was like, oh shit, Trump finally released another statement. Right. So like, don't fucking tweet anymore, Trump. Like, let us get this episode. I know it's not. Gonna Watch happen. him reverse it tomorrow afternoon. Yeah. Well, by tomorrow afternoon, they will have invaded the I don't know the Supreme Court or something. But yeah, it's interesting times. I mean, there's a lot of angles you can take on this. Obviously, I mean, I think. There's the blatant racial hypocrisy here. I mean, we're not the first ones to point it out. You've got these primarily white conservative Trump supporters really just handled with kid gloves by these Capitol police just being like casually exported out of the Capitol after they get to have their fun. I wonder how many of the people in that crowd were actually cops from other cities. I don't think it's zero. Yeah, that's a good point. There was a, a West Virginian politician, a guy who was just elected to the... Uh, yeah, state delegate. Yeah, yeah. Who went up to D.C. just for this special occasion. So it's... You love to see it. You know, well, I love to see it if he loses his fucking job. <laughs> that's what yeah. if I love to see it. Well, that'll make um, this whole thing even more hilarious. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I'm not going to deny the... It's, it's sort of funny to me. And like, if you don't laugh a little, you'll cry. Like in the sense of these people are stupid and they're, they, they don't have a plan. Like as soon as they got in there, they turned into the dog that caught the car. They didn't even know what they wanted to do. And, and they set up a gallow outside this rinky dink little freaking hangman's noose that didn't even look like like there was no trap door and it looked like it was only hanging like a few feet off the platform mm-hmm. like it didn't mm-hmm. look like a properly one that would properly work you hate but, to see it shoddy yeah. uh, gallows construction yeah yeah but the thing is, that's you know, what i mean but, yeah, but stupid yeah but i mean it, it's amazing how how freedom for these people is is basically an entitlement to do whatever the fuck they want and yeah i i think Anyone getting shot and killed is sad, and particularly when it's born out of such a misguided venture. She didn't die for a cause. She died because what? Because these people want to keep Trump in office for an election that he blatantly lost because they either sincerely believe in all of this media that's out there that, that has been claiming that he actually did win it, that, that it was all stolen, etc., or they they believe it in a sort of there's there's a there's a term used in Italy to describe fascists like as part of their like kind of mindset. It's also used just to describe an asshole. Menefreghismo. Mm. Uh, menefrego in Italian means I don't give a damn or I don't give a fuck. It's 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 a, it's a menefrego is a pretty rude thing to say. Mm. And menefreghismo is like I don't give a damnism. I don't give a fuckism. I think that's a good point. The uh, I don't give a damnism. I mean, it's it's been pointed out before just the kind of nihilism in a way of the alt-right. I don't know if you ever read Kill All Normies. The author kind of got some uh, flack for... Uh, certain things, but I think there's a lot interesting in there. And yeah, just kind of a, tr- a tradition on the far right of this kind of just, yeah, like real nihilism. But you see with the online alt-right as well, right? These four channers. I mean, it's just, it's all nihilism, like it's all cope. Yeah, they use their opposition's commitment to truth to whatever degree that they are committed to truth. I want to play a clip for you here. So this is some reaction at the scene from a, this was a Trump supporter who was at the Capitol who attempted to enter the Capitol building. Now this is really like, this is just stunning. 
I want you to take a listen to this because this is just, I don't know how to describe this, quite frankly. I've never seen anything like this before. And I think you really need to listen to this. Okay, here we go. Listen to this. <laughs> I'm going to make this a funny episode, all right? Whether you like it or not. Um, yeah, I've been seeing pictures of her where they like. Uh, I, I saw a video of that lady, Elizabeth. And yes. apparently, so some people online are like zooming in on her hand and saying, like, look, she's holding an onion. Like she was trying to make herself cry, like it was set up, I guess. Who knows? Yeah, she's trying to make it look like she was maced by like rubbing a, rubbing a Vidalia onion on her face. I mean, you gotta love these Trumpers who like talk a big game and talk about revolution, have clearly like never been to a march or a protest in their lives, much less ever encountered a mace or pepper spray or shit Black Lives Matter protesters have been putting up with for months. But uh, they're not yeah. killed by the police. I just have to marvel at how this is a culmination, in my opinion, of a decades in the making uh, propaganda project on the right that has very diligently listened to its subjects its targets and steadily coax them for a long long time we're talking over decades i'm talking back in the 70s when roger ailes was uh, an advisor to nixon and then into the 80s with lee atwater and these guys really framing what 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 really creating the dog whistle politics we've come to know the advent of talk radio in the 80s and then how that then feeds into that then they get their own news channel in the 90s with fox news and all these things just steadily growing and growing and then to the point now where fox news is like we've finally with newsmax and oan we've finally abandoned all pretenses there's no clever rhetoric to disguise or sucker in people anymore it's just the straight dope it's and, from and, another and world they like, have, yeah and they couldn't have done that and they couldn't have done that in the 80s you know what yeah. i mean they steadily uh, and it, it's really genius on a level on a certain level and is absolutely mm-hmm. frightening because like because it took so long to get people to this place i don't think it's going to be all that easy to get them out of it It is wild when you think about it, how we just have this like entire industries devoted to just like really brainwashing people. I mean, it's to the extent that like, I mean, people probably know members of their families that are like have become hard to talk to, like at family gatherings. Impossible to talk to. Yeah, because they're just so like brainwashed by the stuff. And we consider ourselves better and, and righteous because of this, because of this uniquely American version of quote unquote free speech where, you know, cynical billionaires get to turn us all against each other and just like totally like undermine the complete fabric of our society. This is part of the reason I always look to uh, Latin American socialism. And, and I'm, I'm so interested in these socialist movements around the world. While we're talking about Latin America, I want to read this statement that Venezuela released, kind of savoring this moment now. It says, the government of the Bolivarian Republic of Venezuela expresses its concern about the acts of violence that are being carried out in the city of Washington in the United States. 
Venezuela condemns the political polarization and the uh, spiral of violence that reflects the profound crisis currently in the political system, the political and social system in the United States. With this sad episode, the United States experiences what it has generated in other countries with its political aggression. Venezuela hopes that soon these acts of violence will cease and the American people can finally move towards a new path of stability and social justice. That's a, that's a relevant point, right? I mean, this is, these are the kind of things we do around the world, except they're a bit more serious than what happened here. I mean, this is well, I mean, yeah, we we uh, analogy with like Honduras here or Paraguay. Well, this isn't so much. This wasn't tanks in the streets. Right. But it was a I mean, when we invaded Iraq in 2003, we took down Saddam. There was lawlessness that was very damaging and that actually local Iraqis were pleading with the American soldiers to do something about it because they're like, look, you, you got rid of Saddam. Thanks. But like, you know, he was enforcing order. And with no one enforcing order, like we're, we're, we're kind of screwed right now and all kinds of crazy shit's going on. And the, and soldiers were under sort of strict orders to not do anything while everything fell to pieces. And on a sort of micro scale, you had a similar thing here. I think everyone kind of let their guard down because exactly. it was like, so, uh, social media had all these safeguards set up like to prevent certain things from going viral and to try to like tamp down on conspiratorial stuff. And then and they reversed all these things. And then all of a sudden this thing goes down in the Capitol and they've got to handle Trump. I mean, literally legitimizing this. Just to kind of wrap this up. And I think we'll, we'll comment on this more soon, but. I mean, the thing that was just so striking to me, I wasn't watching this as it was playing out, but my roommate had CNN on and we were just both kind of glued to the TV that night. But it was just fascinating to me what played out in Congress the night of this. And it almost felt choreographed to some extent. Like it seemed CNN was just running this feed from the Senate and occasionally from the House. But it's, I don't know how to describe it other than like an exorcism. <laughs> It was like these politicians were, were speaking in the, in the Senate and the House. And it was like this was the final attempt to like rid themselves of Trump. Like we were we were talking about how I think the leaked phone call was an element of that. That was the Republican Party trying to send him a message that like the game is up, like we're getting tired of this. And you had all these politicians getting up and stealing the limelight, like trying to make this all about themselves, right? Like as narcissistic politicians tend to. I like what you were saying. Yeah, like about, yeah, like Trump, Trump has outlived the usefulness of the Republican Party. And they're like, hey, man, time to exit stage left. And he's like, fuck, no, I got I got more in me. I got more juice in me. Look at me now. You know, like, yeah. That, that's it, what this was. It seemed to be like the final effort. And you really had everyone on board with this. You had like members of the House and the Senate. You had, again, CNN, which was just broadcasting this live for like an hour or two. And, and probably the other news channels as well. But, you know, all these politicians just like stealing the limelight. And again, trying to make this about themselves, just a series of smug like narcissistic, unlikable jackasses just coming out. And like, I guess this is supposed to placate everyone. Just this freak show of just yeah, I'm not interested. people. Yeah, just this, this, these obnoxious people. Like, what are from, you going to do? From, I'm not interested from, in just that. 
Yeah, I mean, let's see what they actually do. But, you know, it, it's, it's, I'm watching this and they have Ben Sass get up there and they have Cory Booker, fucking charter school supporting Cory Booker and then Mitt Romney, like finally settling his score with Trump. I mean, this is just, it's like I'm watching this and like, it's like, this is what America is. It's like, this is what capitalism is. It's just this bourgeois individualism. Just all these politicians, all these senators getting up, all these people who just want to be president so bad. You know, like Ben Sass and, and Cory Booker. And I would be surprised if Mitt Romney ran again, but just like building their own little personal brand and magnifying themselves. And it's, which is what- If Mitt, like, Romney, if Mitt Romney runs again, he's going to run as a Democrat. He might. I mean, yeah, we'll see, I, would, I would bet my bottom dollar if he ran again, it would be as a Democrat. This is just like, this is what liberal capitalism is. This is what bourgeois liberal parliamentarianism is. It's just these people who, you know, mostly millionaire lawyers who get up and they make their little speeches. Like it's an episode of the West Wing and like that's actually accomplishing something. Um, yeah, no, but, that's what I mean. But that's what, that's what I mean where it's like, that's what I mean when I say that like it's stopping there is a yeah. major problem. I agree. And it's, and also, frankly, it's... Unfortunately, I think that's the most likely outcome, unfortunately. I honestly think that's what's going to happen. I mean, I I think it is because it's just, I, and I saw a tweet from one of the squad members. I forget which one it was, but they were tweeting about this and they ended it by saying, our country deserves better, which is the same shtick Biden was saying. And it's like, no, it's actually like, if you want to talk about what we deserve, like we deserve this and more. And I like, I don't know if these like is squad members it's like they get a memo when they get to washington or they're just like playing the part that they think they're supposed to play they're saying what they think they are supposed to say when they become politicians on the national stage but no it's it's we don't deserve better than this like we need politicians who are gonna fundamentally challenge this concept of american exceptionalism and this chauvinism and everything that upholds this imperialism of the united states that is just it just inflicts death and misery on people around the world. I mean, four million dead in Vietnam, half of them civilians, several million dead in, in Korea, a million dead in Iraq, just countless elected leaders overthrown throughout the world and political and civil society and in countries throughout the world, just thoroughly subverted in the name of this American exceptionalism, this in the name of this, 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 this feeling that America deserves better. We uniquely deserve better. And we don't. Like, this is chauvinism. This is like, this is like nationalism. This is jingoism. And I think part of being a leftist in the United States really has to be about examining and challenging that legacy and not clutching our pearls over things like this along with the rest of the media. And it's, oh, it's, it's so, it's such a sad day. They invaded the house of the people, the sacred house of the people. Like it's not the house of the people, okay? It's the house of the capitalist class, and that's how they make their interests known. And we've just done far worse to people around the world. So I'm seeing this response, and I'm like, this ain't it, fam. But it's fundamentally, it's like the, the working yeah, class. I agree with you with all, I, I agree with you with all, on all that. I, I, I agree with you on, on what the sins of the United States are and everything. But if this, if this crumbles... We need, we need a proper plan in place. We, we, we need deep changes. And I think, like I said, that the American people are 
kind of like any other in the world and Mm -hmm. can change and our culture can be changed. Our political culture can be changed. Our economy can be changed. And as far as we deserve better, it's like we deserve better from the party that is ostensibly trying to be better. Like better by their definition is not what better is to you and me. And we deserve better from the ostensible left and whatever party it expresses itself through ultimately or whatever movements, whatever figures people deserve. The working class deserves better. And it's like the working class doesn't have a government here. Like we don't have a country. And Rosa Luxemburg pointed out this, this national chauvinism, patriotism, this shallow patriotism and nationalism is just kind of this, to some degree, it's this petty bourgeois preoccupation. Like she was talking about at the time, Polish nationalists who wanted to become independent from the Russian empire at the time. And it's something that people become distracted with. But at the end of the day, we need to be focusing on people's actual needs and and people suffering. And as far as the very best socialists that America has produced, yeah, I think Eugene Debs put it well. He said, I have no country. And this was when he was, he was encouraging people not to be drafted into World War I, not to go and fight a useless mm-hmm. rich man's right. war and sacrifice their lives in Europe. And Eugene Debs, he said, I have no country to fight for. My country is the earth. I am the citizen of the world. And that's the way we need to start seeing things. Not, not that America deserves, not that quote unquote America deserves better or that, but people deserve better and, and the working class of this world deserves better. I, I agree with that distinction of like, well, Americans deserve better people. America deserves better people deserve better in yeah. general. It's not something about Americans that we are entitled to more than this. And but what bothers me also is that like, again, I feel like just the very notion of a public interest just like it is like totally vanishing and on one of our previous episodes i went into a little bit of a rant about people within the trump administration who should be pursued legally in some fashion and be made an example of this last thing has given the incoming biden administration license to distance itself from important priorities beyond just going after Betsy DeVos and and Louis DeJoy and the like. It's given them license to just give us stability by their definition. And that should be enough because, hey, we calm things down after the fascists went crazy, right? Mm -hmm. And any true deeper reform is that much more on the back burner. Well, quote unquote, Stability is a very low bar. And yeah. as the saying goes, no justice, no peace. And that's not like I don't think that's a threat. That's just, I mean, that's the reality. It's going to be socialism or barbarism. That's just the way things yeah, the barbarism's are going here. To go. <laughs> the barbarism is here. And so let's fight it with the real socialism. Let's give people something to really be focused on, something really meaningful. Let's build a genuinely uplifting egalitarian project.